Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, today, we're doing something a little different, Ryan. We're not talking about real football. We're talking about fantasy football. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm excited because I won last year. First that place. Is true. That is true. I don't like talking about last year, man, when I went, what, 10-0 and 0 and then felt like the Ottoman Empire. Well, was... you your team falls like the Ottoman Empire every year. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's It's either torn ACL or you have... The stars just align perfectly, and I have Russell Wilson on my team, and he just completely implodes because they want to change the system halfway through. But yeah, we will be talking about not just fantasy football in general, but because we're still on the topic of the draft, we will be talking about rookies and their impact in fantasy football. But first, we would like to give a quick shout out to our friends in Kansas and in Europe for yes. watching this podcast. We Yeehaw, never thought... Yeehaw, Kansas. Yeehaw, Kansas. <laughs> we never thought people outside of California would listen. I never thought people outside you and me would listen to this, Ryan. But congrats, we made it. To I, don't, I don't even think me and you listen to this. We try our best too, <laughs> but we don't even succeed in that. But we're glad that someone outside of me and you is enjoying this podcast. Hey, if you guys are down to play fantasy football with us, let us know. That too. Reach out to us. But yeah, um... That being said, we will get started with the quarterback position. And Ryan, I'm going to throw you a curveball right away. I have five rookies. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Can you rank them for who will be the most fantasy relevant and who will be the least fantasy relevant? I only have three that I would draft. Ooh, okay. So in the order, it would be Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Uh Mac Jones, Justin Fields. What makes you put Justin Fields last? I'm curious. Because they're not they're not committing to Justin Fields. (laughs) Did you see the news article? (laughs) He's still going to battle it out with Andy Dalton. That's what they say. I agree with you, though. If there's if there's uncertainty there with Justin Fields starting, I would I would stray away from him. Trevor Lewin. Oh, yeah. And outside of Allen Robinson, who does the guy have? Cole Komet. Um, Darnell okay. Mooney. You're, you're comfortable with him? <laughs> exactly. Darnell Mooney. He, he looks pretty good. Was that the guy that threw punches? I'm telling you, this team is not there. Allen Robinson's good. I love Allen Robinson. Not. No run game. No run game. Maybe... Maybe David Montgomery can get something there, but I mean, we're talking about the quarterback, so. But Justin Fields can, he can get points with your with his legs, and that's like the number one asset that Justin Fields has. And so can Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, and, and potentially think, Lawrence too. The only guy that can't do it is Mac Jones. And the only reason why he's up is because I guess you believe Mac Jones will win the starting job over Cam Newton. I think so. You don't think it's close? Well, if it depends on what Cam did this off season. Because if Camp shows up like he did, how he played last season, I don't think it's close. Do you know what's interesting, though? What? You know that he played okay his first two games. And you remember, do you remember what happened to him? No, I don't. He got COVID. Oh, yeah. And then he never played well again that whole season. Blame COVID. You, who knows what COVID can do to your body, but stay safe. <laughs> That's all we can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I agree with you with Trevor Lawrence at one. Just because uh-huh. he can do everything, this is a team that will be passing a lot. I mean, 
no shade to Jacksonville's defense. I love Miles Jack, but that's <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> it is. The weapons around Trevor Lawrence aren't bad at all either. They're not the best, but they could be worse. I agree with. I mean, DJ Chark is pretty good. If Gardner Marvin Minshew, Jones, Marvin Jones, Lavishka, yeah. And I mean Travis uh, Etienne. Mm-hmm. Etienne, yeah. We'll talk about Travis Etienne. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him too. I got him. I I am excited to talk about him. And then they also have James Robinson, and I think Carlos Hyde. I think James Robinson's in the doghouse. You think James Robinson's in the doghouse? Yeah, I I don't think he deserves it, but I think he's in the doghouse, man. I agree with you. I think it's I think it's a um it's like a scheme fit type thing. Like it wasn't. See, that's the problem because when Urban Meyer drafts a running back in the first round like that, just it's just bad news. Trent Balky, man. Trent Balky. Oh yeah, but. Um, I like Trey Lance at two on your list just because opportunity to start and just because I feel like they it's a good offense. I mean, I if, you can so. throw, if you can throw to Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle, it's kind of hard to miss, first of all. It's also kind of hard to not succeed, especially under Kyle Shanahan's offense. I have him as a fringe QB1. Okay, so I had Trevor Lawrence as a back-end QB1 and then Trey Lance as like a fringe QB1. Wow. Because I think if he starts, I think, because remember how we talked about the biggest question mark for your team is QB. Other than that, this is a Super Bowl contending team. So that's why I think Trey Lance can do it all. If Interesting. he's put in the system. Like if they let him start, I believe, I believe. I, I actually agree with you on that. I feel like both Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance are going to put up Joe Burrow numbers last year before he got hurt. Yes. Where you start them and people are like, oh, so you're that type of person. But they won't like be like, oh, wow, you're starting. You started Joe Burrow this week. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, if if possible, I think Lawrence or Lance could put up better numbers than Burrow did, but maybe not as good as Herbert. Who knows? I was about to make that comparison. At least they're going to yeah. be better than Tua, but I love Tua. Tua will have a good year. I believe in it. But, but I think Trey Lance going two is already a hot take. Because I think some people have Zach Wilson higher. But I think that Zach Wilson doesn't have the weapons that Trey Lance has. I agree with you. And I feel like they might be maybe almost more conservative. But who knows what this offense is going to do? Because I feel like they're going to be a run-first offense, too, over in New York. We'll see. I, I, so. I believe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the quarterbacks for you. I honestly think the only ones that you should pick up it's like Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. I don't think you draft any of them. You don't draft Trey Lance or Lawrence? You might draft Trevor Lawrence in the later rounds. Trey Lance, maybe. Okay. I but was I mean, thinking, I mean, if, if you have like the 15th round pick, Zach Wilson could be a speculative QB too. That's true. I just feel like the, the position. As a backup, you know. As a backup, exactly. See, that's the thing. Like, I just feel like the quarterback position is just, just so deep. Like, you can get 10 good quarterbacks. That could that could potentially be really good in fantasy football, and that's that is true. It's really weird because in fantasy, people slack on the quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think it's just because it's the opposite of real life. Opposite of real life, right? It's so interesting, and I feel like it's because after Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, like Wilson, through, you don't like Wilson anymore. Wilson's good. Okay, but like okay. I feel like he puts up numbers similar to like Dak Prescott or like mm, okay. um. Tom Brady or like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Sean Watson when he played. Like they like three through ten are so similar. Like they'll have their bad weeks or their good weeks. Like it doesn't matter if you draft them in like round four or round ten. Like you're gonna get a good quarterback. 
Okay. So my question to you is, would you be comfortable starting Trevor Lawrence? You come out with the draft with no quarterback, like you said, or you draft Lawrence late and that's your guy, QB1. No. No. Okay. My draft philosophy, I don't take I don't have Trevor Lawrence start week one. Okay. Okay. So did you believe in Joe Burrow last year as a QB1? No. Got it. Okay. So you're just not a rookie quarterback. You're, you're a veteran guy. I'm a see, I'm a I'm a veteran quarterback. I'm a I'm a year two, year three quarterback. John Gruden. Year one running back. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I'm so high on, on year one running backs. It's it's kind of All right, let's start then. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about the California kid. We're gonna transition to running backs. We got Najee Harris. I think you don't he, like him. You you hated on him last week. Why why do you have him here, buddy? I know. And I will <laughs> I don't think he will succeed super well. Mm-hmm. Who is his competition though? That is true. He's the clear cut number one guy. Clear starter, no competition versatile pass catching running back he's going to be used and that's what you look for in a running back i think he's at least an rb2 yeah i have a rb2 grade on him i think the main concern here is that we dogged on their o-line in every episode it's fine i'll take it (laughs) i mean but it's true though you don't take a guy at 24 and uh not start him unless you're jacksonville or something you know (laughs) we'll talk about that but yeah my question for you is, will Najee Harris do better or worse than Josh Jacobs this year? Oh, God, that's tough because you have Ken and Drake now. Mm-hmm. I think he'll do equal. Mm, so you won't, you, you won't mind if you get Najee Harris or Josh Jacobs? No, I do mind. I have a bias for Josh Jacobs. Oh, okay, okay. Plus, he has a better O-line. Come on. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. But... I mean, it's funny that you bring up Josh Jacobs and um, Kenyon Drake, and we talk about Najee Harris. I feel like we have to talk about Travis Etienne next. Yes. Um, uh, this... I want to hear what you think. Uh, I still don't understand this pick, but uh, Urban Meyer and the Jags have already made a bunch of controversial decisions before this pick and continue to after this pick. Like, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, they hired Trent Baalke. I know, I think we might've mentioned it. We don't know why they hired this man. And he proceeds to take Travis at 24. And then Urban Meyer goes, he's our third down back. But then in training camp, you see him take reps at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So what's going on? So that's why I think they're definitely rolling with him over James Robinson. I cannot agree with you more. I think Travis Etienne's a starter. I think so. I don't think it's going to be a, I don't know if it's going to be a super clean um, split. I think it's going to be like an Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, like last year Mm -hmm. um, type split or like a, um, I want to say Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray, but like more running for for Alvin Kamara. Maybe. Oh, I like that. I like that comparison because Kamara can catch. Yeah, come on. Exactly. Exactly. They kind of make him catch a little bit more, but he's still very good in fantasy football, right? It is. He is. But what kind of sucks then is now James Robinson's reduced to this like touchdown dependent role like Latavius Murray, where you kind of have to start him in the right week only. Exactly. When this guy put up over a thousand yards last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can also play the really sneaky game of drafting both Travis Etienne and James Robinson in the later rounds. And, you know, knock on wood, if one of them gets hurt, you have a top 10 running back. I don't know. I would if, if you're gonna go quarterback, or I mean running back duos, I I still think you go Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt 
or you start with the new one, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. I like that. The only problem this one's with, a little risky, dude. Yeah, it is. I think the only problem with like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is that you have to draft those two players within like the top five rounds. Like a back-to-back thing. Exactly, exactly. It just, it just, it's something that like doesn't you, you have like a bad taste in your mouth afterwards, but like it's mm-hmm. smart. You get what I'm saying? But yeah, um, so I it's think, a tough pill to swallow to take two Browns running backs back to back in the top mm-hmm. five. Exactly. Um, I think Travis Etienne has he could be like a borderline RB2 to like a flex option every week. I have a low low end RB2, comma flex. Yeah. Um, uh do you have more players? I, I have two. I have two more. I have Javante Williams. Uh-huh. You can start with him. You have him? I do. All right, yeah. So, uh, okay, do you like Melvin Gordon? Let's start with that. I never liked Melvin Gordon. Melvin never? Gordon, don't hurt me. Never. Like, not even in his early days when, like, the Chargers were still called the San Diego Chargers. Remember when he had that really bad year and then he had that – like, that was, like, his first year. Like, we were like, what What the heck? Like, what the yeah, heck but, is this guy? But he came back. He came back for one year, mm-hmm. maybe two max, and then yeah. he decided to sit out. That is true. And then who who emerged? One of my favorite players. Yeah, so that's why I I think Javante Williams might take the job here. And I think it's purely because Melvin Gordon is in front of him on the depth chart and not a better running back. Also, do not hurt me. So I also think it's like a personnel thing because I think they've made some changes at like offensive coordinator. I think in Denver, quote me if I'm wrong, please. I feel like they're making some changes, though. Um, I'm not too sure. Go. But, yeah, actually quote me on that. I, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. But they didn't have a good offense last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if they fired their offensive coordinator. I don't know. Vic Fangio, he, he's us. He's still there? I think Vic Fangio is still there. But okay. I but but he's the head coach, though. Mm, got it. Yeah. Well, one thing about Javonta Williams, though, I think that, like, I don't know. I I didn't know much about him coming into the draft, but after the draft, everyone was raving about this pick. Yes. And so, like, can, this guy, can he catch, too? I don't know if he's super versatile, but I heard he can, like, run people over, and that's what Denver wants to do, which is why they let go of Philip Lindsay. I like that. Okay, so it's kind of like a Philip Lindsay replacement type of deal. Except he's stronger. Exactly. And that's why I think he could be an RB, too. If he starts, because I mean, like, like we said here, Melvin Gordon, eh, I mean, the San Diego Chargers, let him go, let him sit out, let him go to mm-hmm. a division rival. And they're not worried. Meaning that this guy isn't, isn't a threat to them. <laughs> you have to play him two times a year. Also, Melvin Gordon had like some off the field issues that I think are coming up this year. He did. So remember when he was like speeding on the DUI? Ah, okay. Josh, that sounds like Josh Jacob, but okay. <sighs> But yeah, but oh, here, Gordon has averaged less than four yards per carry in four out of six seasons. So that should be a telltale sign that you should be an advocate for Javonta Williams. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's just not efficient. And if he starts, maybe I'll have him a little bit higher. But because Melvin Gordon is there, he's just a he's just a he's gonna be there because I heard his cap or like his his contract situation is that like he kind of has to stay for one more year, but they could release him after yeah, this season. So who knows? That, that's a story to keep your eye on. I have Javante Williams as a flex play, 
or a bench kind of like stash and hope oh, that shoot, Melvin I have him much hurt. higher than you then. Okay. Yeah, I put, cause, cause I think I said earlier, RB two, if he starts, if he starts, yeah, if he starts yeah. then maybe I'll, I'll make an adjustment, but yeah. Um, last player I have, I don't know if it's the same one that you have. I have Michael Carter. I have Trey Sermon. Tell me about Michael Carter first. Michael Carter on the jets. I think he's a good flex play. Good landing spot for him. I heard he was a really good running back coming out of college. I think it was Notre Dame, but he's going to be the starter. Unless you believe in um, Lamichael Pirine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. If Frank Gore beats you, I don't. I hate to be that person, but I think this is Michael Carter. He doesn't start. age, though. True, true. Hopefully, yeah. Frank Gore can find a job, though, because he currently does not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, also, versatile back can catch the ball as well. That's very good in fantasy. Um, if you play PPR, which is why I have him as like a sneaky flex option, someone that you can kind of like stash on your bench. I have Javante Williams a little higher than him, but keep an eye on Michael Carter. Okay, so my stash guy was Trey Sermon on your team, and I think it's because is Raheem Moster or Jeff Wilson the guy? Like, you know, you guys kind of have this like running back rotation type of deal going on where you guys start like three people or four. Just don't know who you guys start. So that's why I feel like Trey Sermon could crack the lineup and get some snaps. I like that. I don't know. It's weird because like Kyle Shanahan can make any running back just relevant. Look good. Yeah. Anything. For like at least one week, at least one week. And then like something bad happens, you know, where he most breaks his arm or he tears, like he, he's got some knee issues. And then they got Jeff Wilson jr. Pops off against new England. Same, same game. He gets hurt. He drops 31 points though. So it's, it's good I if you started him. You just have to have the guts to start whoever the Niners are going to start that week and just trust. Exactly. Personally, though, I feel like you can't trust any running back until there's like some clarity with like the running back depth chart. Because mm-hmm. I still think Raheem Mostert's the one. And then maybe Trey Sermon's the two. Maybe. Like, That's why I don't think he, this guy's not draftable. I agree. I agree. I feel but like you keep your eye on him throughout the year. He's he's one waiver pick away from being on your team type thing. Exactly, exactly. Um, those are all the running backs that we had. Um, moving on to wide receiver, which is arguably like everyone's favorite position for rookie for rookies. I don't know why so many people draft rookie wide receivers, but they saw Justin Jefferson. Do you remember? Oh my goodness! You know I drafted Jeff, Justin Jefferson in both our leagues, and I dropped him week two. Yeah, you dropped him. You dropped him, and yeah. he popped off week three. Yeah, and then he became a star. <laughs> Classic, classic. This is why you do not win in fantasy. <laughs> it's crazy. You make uh, controversial decisions like Trent Baalke. <laughs> okay, but would you have dropped <laughs> Justin Jefferson if he got three targets his first two games? That is true, but if you if, if you see how I play, I'm very scared to draw players. Mm, that's fair. Because I if, if you check, like I make I make a lot of waiver transactions. I feel later in the year when I get frustrated and I just go on a little, uh, when I go rogue, but in the beginning, I'm like really scared. Cause it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. But yeah. Speaking of Justin Jefferson, who else better to talk about than Jamar, Jamar Chase? Do you want to talk about him? Sure. Uh, I think he doesn't have to fight for reps at all, even though people are saying he has to fight for reps because we talked about it before. Tyler Boyd belongs in the slot. When he plays on the outside, um, he does not give me the fantasy points that I need from him. So I think he should go in the slot. 
you have T Higgins on one side, Jamar Chase starts opposite of him. And now boom, you have the Jamar Chase to Joe Burrow connection starting from day one. So he's a day one starter. Um, and I think the connection should be enough to get you excited because what I have down here is in 2019, these two went 15 and 0, 84 receptions, 1,700 yards, almost 1,800 yards, and 20 TDs. So the only thing that's scary or holding them back, I feel, is that O line that's blocking from Burrow. That's but besides true. that, I think Jamar Chase could be the next Justin Jefferson. I agree with you. Um, good landing spot. This is an offense that's going to pass a lot. Their mm-hmm. defense is okay at best, but also because their division is pretty good. So I feel like yeah. there's always going to be close games. You're always going to have to pass. Like what you mentioned, great connection, Jamar Chase and um, Joe Burrow. I agree. He could be the next Justin Jefferson. I think the key factor is AJ Green leaving because those are 100 targets up for share. Yeah, that's a lot. And that's going to go, yeah, you're going to like some to Tyler Boyd, some to T. Higgins, but most of them are going to go to Jamar Chase. And you also have to consider that most of Tyler Boyd's targets are probably going to go to Jamar Chase now. Yeah, because I mean, I I, I think I drafted Tyler Boyd in the past two two years in fantasy. Yes. Uh, It's just not there, man. He had that one really good year. And then after that, I dropped him again. And it's like, it's a little disappointing. Just the flex play. Yeah. Exactly. But also, I mean, like, Joe Burrow wasn't throwing to him anymore. But the thing is, because they target AJ Green 10 plus times a game. I don't get it. Why? have Joe Burrow throwing in general. But yeah, no, I agree with you. They, they They try to make AJ Green a thing. Just didn't work. Stop, stop. I know, man. Just give it to Boyd. But the problem is, I think when they gave it to Boyd, Boyd couldn't come down with all the catches. Mm. I don't know. It's tough. But Did you see the meme about the, the Bengals O-line? Which there one? It was like a scuffle on the field or like a little fight and the whole O-line was just sitting on the bench protecting oh. nobody as always. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. But yeah, I, I, saw, I kept seeing it this whole offseason. I was like, this is – that's why we thought they were going to take an – offensive tackle but they went with jamar chase Mm -mm. i think jamar chase is a wide receiver too i have a high high wide receiver too for me i agree with you he should be drafted where don't ask me yet i still need to look at the draft board but um would you rather would you rather take jamar chase or adam Thielen? jamar chase would you rather upside play would you rather take jamar chase or michael thomas no, 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 no more Michael Thomas. Did you see what happened last season? So you don't believe in my, you're not a Michael Thomas believer anymore. Well, I, I, I'm, I think I feel like I would have drafted him if Drew Brees was still there. Okay. Yeah, who's so, throwing him the ball now? You know, it's like mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, like what's going on? So you, you trust the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar yes. Chase more than the talent that Michael Thomas failed to show you last year. Yes, I, I started Joe Burrow last year. I was that guy you were talking about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> of course I believe in Jamar Chase. <laughs> Got it. Um, is there I any drafted other... Joe Burrow too, I think. What's funny is that I drafted Joe Burrow before I drafted Tom Brady. And Tom Brady ended up starting for me. Starting for you, yeah. Because Joe Burrow went down. <laughs> Got it, yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about this next player who I'm not as high as... Jamar Chase, and that's Jalen Waddle. Yeah. I Wait, is this? Do you, do you have it in the order? No. Okay. I well, yeah, because my next three are not in order. They're like kind of 
like bunched around kind of because I have them okay. on like the same rank. But got it. Jalen Waddle, I just feel like in Miami, there are too many mouths to feed to defensive team. Exactly. I don't think they're going to have to be playing from behind very much. And on top of that, they're already a run first team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be in a lot of blowouts. So there's going to be a limited opportunity for Jalen Waddle. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to like pop the cap and like literally take it like 55 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, I feel like you put it you put it like perfectly because he's not going to I don't think he's going to get as many targets as Devonta Smith because he has to fight for targets, but that's also means that he's in a better position or a better uh team because he has to fight for targets instead of just getting it handed to him because there's mm-hmm. actual players around him. There's Gesicki, Devonte Parker, and Will Fuller. Exactly. So he's surrounded by more talent with which could help, but we have to see my grade on him is a low end wide receiver too. I have him as a flex or like a bench, a bench. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I'm Um, just a little more hopeful for this guy. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a starter from the slot or in the slot from day one. I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like Jalen Waddle being drafted by Miami was a good like football move, but not a good fantasy move. Yeah. Cause now I don't want to touch Devontae Parker or Will Fuller anymore. Exactly. Cause cause Jalen Waddle's there. You're scared. It's like one of those things where you don't want to touch Jalen Waddle because Devontae Parker and Will Fuller are there. But at the same time, you feel like, you're missing out. So then if you if you grab him, you don't have the guts to start him. So it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, what do you do with Waddle? What do you do with Waddle? I know what you do with Waddle. You don't draft Waddle. I think you draft this next guy. Okay. I think you draft Devonta Smith instead. I, I agree. And I, I feel like some people might say that this contradicts our rankings that we had before for wide receivers, but this is from a pure fantasy perspective. Exactly. Exactly. When you look at fantasy football, the number one thing that you should look for is opportunity. Opportunity on the field and opportunity to catch passes. And that's what Devonta Smith's going to have. He's a clear number one. Yeah, because unless unless someone out there, unless the guy from Kansas or Europe thinks Jalen Rieger or J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is better, uh, you win, man. If you, if you think they're better, go for it. Go draft him. I would love to play in your league. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, honestly, like the opposite of Jalen Waddle. He's a clear cut number one. This team is going to pass a lot. They're going to play from behind a lot. Only option. Who else do they have? You said Jalen Rager, JJ, or Arthega Whiteside. Sorry. I and they Fulham. also have um, Ful- Fulham? Fulgram? Ful- Fulgram? Ful- Fulham? That's literally how Fulham? it's spelled, but yeah. I don't think it's how you say it. <laughs> um, Greg Ward? Greg Ward, yeah. Um, but then you also have a. I don't think Zach Ertz was ever traded yet. No, and you also have Dallas Goddard. Yeah, exactly. Huh. But I don't think – okay, see, tight ends are tight ends, so you can let them be. But out of the wide receiver core, I think Smith tops them easily. Yeah. I mean, you got to have more than one target. It's just his so. size. Kind of kind of scares me. Could be another Henry Ruggs. I don't know. Last comparison is he could either be Henry Ruggs or Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Because Calvin Ridley's also kind of skinny. That is true. That is true. I hope he's not Henry Ruggs. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. No, I no on a side Henry note, Ruggs. did you see Henry Ruggs? Okay, he wasn't. He didn't win the forty-yard dash today, but McCole Hardman won it. And Henry Ruggs came in second. Exactly. Perfect representation of the AFC West. KC is always going to be first. I hate you so much right now. I was going to talk about other things, like how Devin White runs a 4-3. What the hell? He's a linebacker. Did you see Justin Jefferson run a 4-5? Yeah, I didn't know he was that slow. That kind of infuriated me. 
he's a better dancer. Yeah, but so for Devonta Smith, I have a low end wide receiver two. Low end also. wide receiver two flex option. Um, like a tenth round pick, tenth or eleven, you know. Yeah, um, the later you can get him, the better. I agree with you on that. Yeah, the only guy you should be really going for, I feel, is Jamar Chase, and maybe this next guy that I have, which is Bateman, Rashad Bateman. Wow, really? Yes, yes. Wait, you don't have him. I have Rashad Bateman, but I I want to hear you. I want to hear your argument. M- middle of the draft, you get Rashad Bateman because where I think you'll get value from Bateman is the red zone. Because aside from Mark Andrews, he's the biggest receiver that they have, even after they signed Sammy Watkins. So, um, and we even had him going higher in our mock draft to, to the Tennessee Titans. So I, I feel like the only knock on his fantasy value is how much the Ravens like to run the ball. That's that's the thing that's stopping me. But but to the people out there that are worried about Hollywood Brown like taking targets, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think Hollywood Brown. I mean, as good as he is and as fast as he is, I don't I don't see him as the true number one X type receiver. But Bateman can be that guy. What if Rashad Bateman takes more coverage away so that Marquise Brown can can just floor it? And I'll be damned. <laughs> because then at that point, you know, you don't get points for blocking in fantasy. I wish you did. Yeah, that's the thing that always concerns me with Baltimore is just how little they throw the ball and how much they rely on their running game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it's good for them. I mean, like, if you don't have to throw the ball all the time, then it's fine. Um, because they have a really good run game with um J.K. Dobbins. Lamar Jackson can literally take it himself. They re-signed Gus Edwards, my favorite player of all time. Um, so- Which is not good because I feel like as when you're drafting a wide receiver on a team where the quarterback just runs the ball, it, it's not going to look good. But Mark Andrews still does good. True. He had a down year, though. Was he hurt? He did. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't fully remember. But I feel like Mark Andrews targets may go down in the red zone now i agree with you on that because you have another option in bateman i agree with you on that but see if they're on the if they're on the three yard line though right first and goal are they gonna pass or they're gonna they're gonna run it uh, i think they're gonna r- try to run it at least two or th- three times and on third or fourth down that's when they'll be like damn it we gotta we gotta pass it <laughs> where's bateman <laughs> yeah <laughs> call him in, call him in yeah. bateman. exactly and that's that's the only reason why I only have Rashad Bateman as like a like a borderline flex to a bench player, just a bench piece for now. Yeah, I have him as a flex as well, but I feel like if they give him the chance, he could surpass Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. If they give him the chance to grab his targets in the, the red zone. He doesn't have to produce as many yards and as many catches as Smith, but every time he catches the ball, that's six points. Mm, that's fair. what I'm saying, yeah. I'll give you that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's the other guy you had? I have two more players. Oh, let's let's hear him. Elijah Moore, um, from the Jets. Here I am talking about the Jets again, even though I bash on Zach Wilson so much. It's an opportunity thing, um, just because he's going to be the number one point five wide receiver. Um, um so with I Denzel Mims, yeah. Okay, okay. So I I also have elijah moore but i have it i have him listed under my own category as low-key under the radar guy that you can pick up for cheap basically <laughs> free agent edition i love that i love that you who actually i wouldn't even I, I was gonna say someone i would add but i will under his name i put something but i'll talk about him last but um 
yeah, I, I think Elijah Moore has the opportunity to, to be something. I still like Denzel Mims a lot. I might draft Denzel Mims over Elijah Moore, but mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if Elijah Moore is like a like a sneaky flex play that you can start every now and then. Because I think what you have to keep an eye out for Elijah Moore is what happens with Jameson Crowder in this offseason. Because I think Jameson Crowder, their slot guy, and Elijah Moore is next in line to be that slot guy if Jameson Crowder is not there. And then you look at the salary cap number, $10.4 million is what they'll be saving if they cut Crowder. And my question to you then is, is Crowder worth 10 plus million a year? I think he's a cap casualty. Exactly. So if he gets cut, Elijah Moore starting the slot, just like Jalen Waddle now. Oh, okay. So like it's kind of like all these guys are getting really good opportunities. I like that. I like that. Um, but the situation has to play out for Elijah Moore. I agree with you. But I yeah. think it's like a realistic situation to happen, though. Okay. Last player I have for wide receiver is Kadarius Tony, And the only thing I'm going to tell you about really? Kadarius Tony. It's not draft Kadarius Tony. <laughs> what a curveball. Yeah, don't draft him. He's not worth it. If your friends out here drafting Devonta Smith, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, you're like, oh my goodness, I want to go in the hype train of like drafting a, a, rookie, a rookie wide receiver. receiver. Don't do it. Don't I'm telling don't do it. Kadarius Tony is not worth it. You you're better drafting Amon St. Brown from the, the Lions. I think Amon he will do better. Really? I think he so, okay, okay. Tony. There's no way we can skip and just move on to tight ends. You have to tell me why you do not draft Kadarius Tony. Too many mouths to feed. It's Daniel Jones. It's Daniel who are, Jones. Who are you feeding? Kenny Galladay. Okay. I, Darius that, Slayton. That, that's one guy. Okay. Sterling Shepard. You, you still believe in Sterling Shepard? I think he's still gonna be he's still gonna be relevant there. Okay. Evan Ingram, how uh, Evan, Evan, oh no, 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 no. And who gets the ball almost every other play? Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. And that's why that is it, true. That is true. That's why it's hard for me to trust Kadarius Tony right now. I agree with you. If, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, because I feel like Kadarius Tony. Okay, also do not draft. So I agree, do not draft the guy, but I mean, you could pick him up later in the year because i feel like he is that he could be that gadget player i agree with you you know mm-hmm. um he could be that gadget player i just wish daniel jones didn't give me flashbacks like jared goff does why they okay. gotta play the same why why <laughs> why they make good throws you're like oh that's why he got drafted okay the first but turn. but but robert woods and cooper cup and always like a third random wide receiver does good put up good numbers you- yeah, I agree. So with I, I think it's possible for Elijah or not Elijah Moore, uh, Kadarius Tony. I just feel like they say Quan Barkley is the feature in that offense. I agree. That is, and true. that's that's the differentiating factor for me. Um, okay. which is why I don't I like think that. you draft Kadarius Tony. But last but not least, we have tight ends. I only have two, mainly because I'm going to be talking about one a lot. That's Kyle Pitts. Exactly. Uh, he drew Shannon Sharp comparisons. I don't know what else you need to know. <laughs> Uh, I have him. You know what? Who does he remind you of? A good Vernon Davis. Interesting. Okay. Because what, what I had was, maybe because I, I'm a Raiders fan, I had him as a, like, he is slimmer, so he reminds me more of, like, a Darren Waller type of player. That's a good one. Because they're both, like, kind of skinny. I don't know if they're the best run blockers. They're not, they don't have a thick build, like Travis Kelsey or Kittle. But, yeah, I think he's going to produce. And I agree with you. And to anyone who's watching this, and I'm talking about 
my man from Kansas, man, lady, female, and my friends from Europe. The reason why you need to be on this hype train for Kyle Pitts is because the position he plays. Exactly. Can you name 10 good tight ends this year? Problem is you can't. You can't. Do you? So Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller were tight ends one and two, right? Yeah. Tight end three was TJ Hawkinson. Mm -hmm. Do you know the point difference between tight end two and tight end three last year? I would assume it'd have to be drastic. It was a hundred points. Yeah. That's a I, third I, of a season. You make you make a really good point because Kittle was injured last year, so that's why he's not on this list. Mm-hmm. But come this year, Kittle will be back on that list. And now you you have with Kyle Pitts, I think, four top tier tight ends. Mm-hmm. Maybe Pitts might be a little bit of a drop off because he's a rookie, but outside of that, like that huge drop off, like you said, a hundred points. And you just have to, you're either in on tight end or you're not. Exactly. Because think about it like this, guys. The other positions, you can always draft later in the draft. They're, they're, you can always dig your hands in a pile of poop and find someone good at a running back or wide receiver. And like last year, that was James Robinson. No one knew this guy existed. You could still find him. Tight ends, though, I it's much harder. Much harder to do yep. that. Exactly. And again, like the difference between you drafting like Marvin Jones, who you think would be decent as a flex and Rashad Bateman in like later rounds could be the difference between you drafting like Kyle Pitts and, exactly. and someone else or like John U. Smith. I don't want to draft John U. Smith this year. I don't either. That's the second thing. You had John U. Smith and Hunter Henry who were like top 12 tight ends. Now they're both on the same freaking team. Now I can't mm-hmm. draft either of them. So there goes exactly. two of them. Or you pull your, or you pull that move we talked about earlier, double dip, back to back rounds. <laughs> Hunter Henry and John New Smith, you pray to the football gods every day that they'll be Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. You just pray. You just pray. Or, or you can be the guy that drafts Logan Thomas. Who was that? No one drafted Logan Thomas. <laughs> I know. I know he was on one of our teams. I think I. I don't. He like was Logan. on someone's team. Yeah, but I, don't be the guy to draft Logan Thomas. I'm not bashing on Logan Thomas, but I'm just saying, that's like, I would rather draft Kyle Pitts a mile away and then someone like Logan Thomas. So just do yeah. it. Just secure your tight end. Secure your tight end. My grade, um, tight end one, right behind the likes of Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller. Kyle Pitts or Mark Ingram? Or not Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews. Oh, we forgot about Mark Andrews in this list. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the upside of Pitts. I agree with you. Just because the Ravens also run a lot. I mean, Andrews does get his targets, but I mean, think about it like this. Julio Jones could be traded. Yeah. If he's gone, that's just more for Kyle Pitts. Imagine this guy getting 10-plus targets a game because Julio Jones is gone, and he's only sharing with Calvin Ridley. Bad draft. See, you just got to hope Julio gets traded like after you draft. <laughs> after you draft <laughs> Kyle Pitts. So you can get some value for him because yeah. you got to really... No, but I feel like the only value you can get is maybe you can draft him like in one or two rounds later if Julio something. Jones get traded after. That is true. Because there's no way he's going to surpass Kittle, Kelsey, or Waller. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I. You know what? Talking about tight ends just really quickly. Would you draft Travis Kelsey in the first round? No, no, no. Would you? 
it's hard. It's he hard. puts up like the at numbers pick 12, at pick twelve. Okay, at pick twelve, it's at pick twelve. It doesn't really matter because you own the first pick again of the second round, so you may as well make Kelsey a first rounder or a second rounder. Do so you think that's okay? In the second round, I think it's fine. The second round first pick or the second round? I think the second round first pick is a little too rich because I think we're not used to tight ends being up this high. But Kelsey put up better numbers than some regular wide receivers. That's what I'm saying. I think he was, I think his numbers were like comparable to a top 10 wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I feel like it's just us breaking tradition and drafting him high is all it takes. Yes. Agree with you. And he's very durable too. I mean, knock mm-hmm. on wood. Watch me draft Travis Kelsey, and he he just implodes because that's me. Travis Kelsey, you do you pray that RJ does not take you because any player RJ takes will tear their ACL. It's, it's unfortunate. It doesn't matter where they it are. It's a curse. It started with Le'Veon Bell. You can continue yes. the list. Um, they, remember, they just have injuries. Remember Deshaun Watson picked him uh, up off waivers. Guess what happened towards ACL in practice? Mm-hmm, like week mm-hmm. seven, week eight. Yeah. Love that. Jordy Nelson. Keenan Allen, not once. Oh, my favorite, Jam- Jamal, Jamal Charles. Jamal, ah, Jamal back back years, he tore, he tore both his ACLs. We're going way back. <laughs> he tore both his ACLs, left and right. He made yeah. sure I couldn't draft him again. <laughs> yeah, R- R- Ronaldo's team has his curse, man. You, you just cannot. It's, it's bad. But I had one more tight end. Everyone transition back to what we're okay. talking. About. It's Pat. Uh, Pat, I I, ser- I searched up the the, the list because I didn't know any other tight ends to be completely honest, and I, I kind of like Pat. Pat, uh, is there a reason you didn't say his last name? Yeah, for for I practiced it before. I think it's we were... Freyer Muth. Freyer Muth, okay, or Freyer Muth. Freyer Muth. Freyer Pat. Patty. Yeah. Pat F. Patty. Pat not Mahomes. Pat not Mahomes. I like this. Yes. Um. <laughs> opportunity question mark i mean do you believe in eric ebron i think eric ebron is a starter but the problem with eric ebron is that he can only catch whoa, whoa, if, he, whoa. if he catches if he can, okay i know you hate him but if he catches the ball he can only catch because the guy i don't think he's a good enough run blocker well he see and that's why, that's why i hate eric ebron so much because he again him and evan ingram they're following the same path and that is you drafted him to catch the ball, but they can't catch the ball. Eric Ebron does a better job of catching than Evan Ingram. Ooh. I would take Ebron over Ingram. I would take Ingram over Ebron. And if you want, we could we could put on this podcast right now that I think we really have to draft. Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna say we ha- I have to draft Ebron and you have to draft Ingram. We should like keep record of this of these like little like okay, okay. I like that. I think Evan Ingram will have more fantasy points than Eric Ebron. Okay, okay. That, that, that's unfair because Evan Ingram, he he has Kyle Rudolph. And, I mean, Eric Ebron has this new guy, Pat Mahomes. But I think Ingram's going to get more opportunities than Ebron. How so? I mean, do you think Kyle Rudolph is going to take the drop from him? Because Kyle Rudolph didn't look that great last year either. They didn't pay him money, though. They did pay – Okay. Ah, okay. Arguably, they have the same opportunity because they have like the same amount of mouths to feed. That is true. And I'll, 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 all right, the bet here. I love that. In May May, May of 2021, Eric Ebron, or I say that Eric Ebron's going to get more fantasy points by the end of the year than Evan Ingram. 
Okay. I, I will gladly look. You know, maybe we should do like a dare or something at the end of this. We should. See what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, That's all that I had. I know you had like a little small list. Did you want to talk about it? For? A little like pocket of like. like oh, like, no, no. I, I added it in when we, we went to the each each section, each position. Mm, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, but yeah, that's all that I had today. Yeah. Uh. Oh. I think another thing though is that defensive rookies do not get attention because they 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 fall into this whole category of defense special teams, right? But I think an, an eye to keep uh, a team to keep an eye out for is the Dallas Cowboys. They have a lot of additions from the draft. Micah Parsons in the first round, or the corner in the second round. Would you rather draft, defense? Would you rather draft Dallas's defense or um Washington's? I trust Washington because they have Chase Young. You you can rely on sacks. Would you rather draft Dallas or Indianapolis? Uh, maybe Dallas. Maybe Dallas over Indy. Ooh, you're going to take the upside? Yeah, I'll take the upside. Because Indy is not like, wow. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I got to find I gotta find the defense this year. You should. The defense. I, I always... You have a specialty in finding the defense that just like kicks it out the park. The defense and the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It just last year was like the Pittsburgh Steelers for you, right? Oh yeah, last mm-hmm. year was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then they imploded. Yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't they? And the wide receiver is Justin Jefferson. Exactly. But 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 you let him go, so we we don't talk about that. I think that wraps up this episode. Then, so to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. May the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys in next week's episode when we talk about things that happened so far in the off season that didn't really have a spot in any of our prior episodes like Tim Tebow. And that's the T and that's the T take care y'all.